They say this cat brother Craig is a bad brother. Hush your mouth. But I'm talking about Hatchet. Then we can dig it. The really real deal with brother Craig, the Hatchet Man, every Saturday. Who is the Hatchet Man? Where is the Hatchet Man? Who is this Hatchet Man and where can we find him? Okay, okay. Brother Craig is the Hatchet Man and you can find him at WNTW 820The Answer. The really real deal with Brother Craig, the Hatchet Man, on 820 AM WNTW. Now, no more water, you guys. Please! Who let the dogs out? Well, 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 hello there, Virginia. I don't know who let the dogs out, but the big dog is out. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming at you live here in the state of Virginia. And uh, we want to say thank you out there uh, for staying, for not staying with us, for joining us. And uh, we hope to have a fantastic program for you folks today, as always. And, of course, uh, you know, last week, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Hatchet got out of town for a little uh, long overdue and well-deserved uh, R&R. And uh, so we hope you all enjoyed the uh, the replay program that we did. We do not have any guests lined up today, so that means we will have uh, much more room to take your phone calls here. And, uh, you know, whether you're one of our uh, folks that we uh, affectionately call the phrase I coined uh, for the type of audience member that we have, the Christian, conservative, constitutional, capitalistic uh, coalition. Uh, you can be any part of that coalition and your call is very, very welcome. And also, folks, you could be a member of the coalition of evil. All right. And that would be uh, the the Democrat Party leadership. I'm not talking about you, Ma and Pa Democrat. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that could be the communists. That could be the socialists. That could be the fascists. That could be the atheists. That could be these radical homosexuals that want to just really destroy the family and destroy marriage. You know, it's not just some nice little homosexual guy that loves flowers that wants to be left alone. You know, that that guy, he might even be a part of our other some other part of our coalition. But that's really not who is a member of the coalition of evil. These people are serious. They what they really are after is to take God off the throne. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a violation of the first of the Ten Commandments. And uh, that is really what it's about. But. You can be a member of that coalition of evil in any way, shape, or form. You know, you could be a Muslim fundamentalist, okay, if you want to uh, call up here and try to defend uh, some of these uh, wicked uh, rules and regs that are in the Quran. Feel free to do so. We don't screen our calls. We take on all callers. And uh, you could be, you could say, attaboy hatchet man, or you could say, wait a minute, hatchet man. Something, something just doesn't add up here, okay? Uh, so much to talk about, so much to talk about. Of course, everyone is still talking about the, the horrific shooting in, uh, in Las Vegas. And, uh, and, of course, they're still wrong uh, by saying it was the, the largest uh, shooting in American history. It was not the largest shooting in American history. 
uh, it was a bad, it was bad, no, no doubt about it. Uh, in 1921, uh, there was a race riot in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, very, very wealthy black area. And it was known as the Black Wall Street. And the, uh, it, this was the city's Greenwood District. And 300 people were killed. 35 city blocks were burned. More than 800 people were hospitalized. And this is over a Memorial Day weekend back in 1921, okay? And so basically what you had was you had a bunch of white Democrats. They were killing a bunch of black Republicans. Now, if anyone out there has a problem with the way I frame this, the number is 804-454-1366. 804-454-1366. But that is exactly, exactly what you had. Okay? And why you do not have more black so-called leaders. Well, that that right the way I phrase that right there, that's the answer. They're so-called leaders. They're not really leaders, okay? These are basically a bunch of poverty pimp Negroes, a bunch of pul- pulpit pimp Negroes uh, running around praying on, not praying, P-R-A-Y, praying for, P-R-E-Y, praying on the misfortunes of blacks, okay? And we all know that old... Um, Booker T. Washington, quote, who was one of the last uh, black leaders that was actually born a slave, okay? So I think he has a whole lot more credibility than someone whose knowledge of slavery consists of, you know, they read a book, they saw a movie, they saw a documentary, or or they heard a hate-filled speech by some idiotic, wicked college professor or, or one, you know, somebody like Louis Farrakhan or um, Al Sharpton or Jesse Jackson or Ben Jealous, you know. Ben is jealous of people that have the capacity to earn money up with integrity, okay? And that's what it really is all about. And so not only are people, you, you, you look at these Ten Commandments, you, the first one, have no other gods before me. The tenth one, you shall not covet. And see, and this is what these people do. They are very covetous. And you, you ever wonder why uh, God would put things like that in the Ten Commandments? Uh, some, you know, particularly covetousness. Because it's a seed sin. It's, a, it's, it's the type of sin it's a, it's, it's a sin kind of like lust, okay? And covetousness includes lusting after a woman that's not yours. And so when you, when you covet something, uh, say sexually, that leads you to uh, fornication and adultery. When you covet something financially, that could lead you to steal. That could lead you to murder, okay? 1921, you had all these uh, Democrats coveting the success of a bunch of blacks is like, oh, wow, how could these people become so wealthy? They're just uh, 
a generation away from slavery, and, and they're rich and we're not. It's, and you see, and the thing about it, folks, the Democrat ethos has not changed. It has not changed. The Democrat Party was the party of slavery. The Democrat Party is the party of slavery. The Democrat Party, and I've went through this before, and I, I, what I really would like is, is one day a Democrat would have the nerve to call the hatchet man, okay? Just one day, okay? These people, they don't, they don't call. I mean, for years I've been challenging the, the leadership of the Democrat Party in, in Virginia to debate me. They run like cockroaches, okay, because for one thing, they know I'm not going to sit there like Republican Governor Goofball or Republican Senator Stupid. You know, they know that I'm not going to back up and apologize and give them credit for the integrity of their intentions. Oh, well, my friend across the aisle here, he just don't understand. He, He means well, but he just don't get it. He doesn't get it. Folks, Virginia is a 72% center-right state. The nation is a 70% center-right nation. And in Virginia, the Democrats occupy all five top elected offices. Governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, and both senators. And they don't get it? Really? The Democrats don't get it. I think the Republicans don't get it. And I've been saying this and seeing this is why Ed Gillespie won't bring his little hind parts on and and speak to my audience, the hatchet nation. This is why he won't do it. And, you know, this is why Jill Vogel won't come. This is why John Adams won't come. They've all been invited. I've been carrying water for the Republican Party for 20 years, over 20 years. My first campaign was Governor Gilmore. And I've been doing this on the radio. Now, uh, next month will be the beginning of my 10th year of kicking butt and taking names and explaining what Christian conservatism is in a way that I, I articulate this to the point where even a fool would not make a mistake. And this is what is needed, clarity, clarity, not, oh, Democrats just don't get it. And here we go again, okay? Ed Gillespie does not stand a chance to beat um, Northam. You look at the stupid ads they're running. I reach out to this guy and I tell him, look, you know, this is how you need to change your advertising. What you're doing is from a generation ago. That used to work. That will not work. I mean, this guy thinks that it's going to be a personality contest. He runs his ads of how Northam missed some meetings and and he and the McAuliffe uh, had some crooked crony deal with a Chinese company. My goodness, Terry McAuliffe, he won while he was under two federal investigations, a lot of it having to do with Crooked money from China. Terry McAuliffe's history of crooked money from China goes back to when he was the national finance chairman for Bill Clinton. And Bill Clinton got reelected with all that cloud of that illegal Chinese money. And Terry McAuliffe got elected with all the cloud of all his 
numerous, numerous illegalities going all the way back to his father-in-law. Okay, this is this this thing with the Teamsters. You're talking $34 million. You're talking, you know, with the Clinton Foundation, you're talking hundreds of millions of dollars. And Hillary Clinton still won Virginia. Folks, you have to be an analyst. You have to be thinkers. If you want to win elections, you have to be able to think outside of the box and break outside of old patterns. Life is changing. Life is changing, and you have to change with it, okay? We're going to take our first break. And, again, if you'd like to chime in, uh, we're just getting warmed up here, folks. We're going to be talking not only about the shooting. We're going to be talking about the uh, why the government within 12 hours had ruled out Islamic terror, okay? And it's like, oh, we don't need to investigate. We already know, okay? Give me a break. We're going to take a break. If you'd like to call, it's 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Attention tradesmen, since 2009, CodeUpdateForYou.com has provided continuing ed courses to renew your fuel, gas, plumbing, electrical, or HVAC card. CodeUpdateForYou.com aims for simplicity from sign-up to course completion and sends in your results for you. With CodeUpdateForYou.com, you can complete your course from your home or work computer 24-7 at your own pace. Experience great customer service and get your required CEU credits by going to CodeUpdate, number four, letter U.com. Try a little tenderness. You tell them Otis Redden. Now, that works with your wife or your, or your, or your 
your sweetheart. Um, but, um, you know, I'm telling you, folks, uh, these Republicans, you cannot try a little tenderness with the Democrat Party. It just doesn't work, folks. I'm telling you, okay? You, you got to go after these people the way they come after us. And that's the only way to do it, okay? They come after us as Christians. They come after us as conservatives. Everything we believe in, we believe in God and you know, it's like, oh, that's a fairy tale up in the sky. We believe in conservatism. You know, just you go down the list, capitalism, everything, the right to defend yourself, the right to own a gun, the right even to object when the government uh, wants to institute uh, 100% tyranny, okay, which is really the purpose of the Second Amendment. And uh, and now we, we got a couple of callers here. I'm going to hold on, John, and we got another caller here. We're going to get to you in just a second, but I need to uh, make a mention of the ad you just heard about giving, okay? I, I am founder and president of The First Amendment, Inc., okay? And The First Amendment, Inc. pays for these broadcasts, all right? This, this is not, radio is not free, all right? Now, we are, you, you're going to be able to start hearing a rebroadcast of The Really Real Deal every Sunday from 9 to 11. That is going to increase our costs. And so I would ask uh, this audience to, uh, to dig deep now. We, uh, in, all honest, in all honesty, now maybe I shouldn't say this, but we do not get many donations and historically we've not gotten many and I, I would really like for that to change okay and uh, because again there's nothing free and and purportedly I'm talking to an audience that is made up of Christians conservatives constitutionalists and capitalists okay so if this audience can't be if I can't find givers in this audience, where where will I find them? Okay? And so that's all I'm gonna say on that subject for now. But throughout the broadcast from time to time, we're gonna mention it. And I'm gonna start mentioning this more often. Okay. One one thing the word of God does say is you have not because you ask not. So I'm asking. Okay. Now let's let's welcome John in Chesterfield to today's program. What's on your mind, John? Oh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, I picked you up when you were filling in for the Lee brothers, who are very good friends of mine. Oh, cool. Good, good. They're great great guys. They really are. Um, My question is... Well, quick question. Quick question before you get into your question. How did did I do as a fill-in? It was my first time ever doing three hours of radio in one day. Uh, you did fine, sir. You did fine. Uh, de- definitely uh, they, they appreciated it. So uh, I appreciated uh, the opportunity. Yeah, I'll tell you, they've got a heck of an audience. And uh, I, uh, they, they, know me, they know me quite well. They're the ones who, when they refer to the Latino Lee brother, that's me. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, my, <laughs> my, my mother's people are from South America, and I greet them in Spanish just half kidding around. But... Uh, my, my question is is this to the to the Republican hierarchy in this state. When you look at our president, uh, uh, Donald Trump, how many political professionals and people who majored in political science would have ever picked Donald Trump to win? 
it's it's completely outside the box, like yeah. you were talking about. And he went in there bludgeoning people, even people in the party. Now, yeah. to be honest with you, I was a Ted Cruz supporter. I walked for the man. I was all on board with the man. He's a hardcore constitutional conservative. Yes. Donald Trump won. Now, Donald Trump me, is my president. Let me tell you this, John. I was a Ted Cruz supporter as well, but I predicted, not only did I predict Donald Trump would win, I'm probably the only news analyst in this nation, and I put it in writing. You can Google the article. I wrote an article, Trump Carson Cruz, champion material. And, well, uh, and I predicted those that I predicted that there would not be any political guy that it would be because people wanted what they always want in a crisis era that we get to every four generations. You look at uh, George Washington, Abraham yep. Lincoln, uh, FDR, and they're all separated by four generations, and Donald Trump is four generations past FDR. So they look, I for, agree with they you look 100%. for strength, okay? And the thing is, too, is that makes, the, that makes two of us that did this because when Donald Trump won the presidency, I texted uh, Scott Lee, and I said, remember what I said back on this date, and I went on, on my, it's still on my phone, what was going to happen and how and why Donald Trump was going to win the presidency and the mm -hmm. election. Yeah. And, it, and it was because of all the people that kept them, kept their silence that weren't going to step out and get browbeat, et cetera. They just, they just kept their powder dry. And when their opportunity came, they said to heck with the establishment, to heck with the Democrat party. And I'll be honest with you. I think that if you really look into the, uh, uh, the voting within Virginia, mm -hmm. you'll find it was a whole lot more of the fact that there were people that didn't want to vote for Trump that caused Hillary to get the win in this state because yeah. the congressional representation uh, in D.C., not the Senate, but the Congress side, mm -hmm. is hardcore Republican. Yeah, yeah. But uh, now what you have also is the simple fact that Virginia is a state that survives off of government money. So it's, it's, hard, it's hard for Trump, uh, uh, Trump or Cruz or anyone that's talking about draining the swamp, i.e., we're going to take money away from government and let the people keep it. it in states like Maryland, D.C., Delaware, that see right now seven of the top ten richest counties in the nation are the D.C. suburbs. Yeah, I wonder why that happened. Right. So, <laughs> and, and so, but that has to change, and there are many people that say the only thing that's going to change it is a crash because people are going to be unwilling to do it willingly. So it's going to have to – it's like if you don't prune the trees in your house, in, in your yard, then nature will prune them. Yeah, that's right. And it's better if you prune them. They look a lot better and it's healthier for the tree rather than an ice storm or a hurricane to do the pruning. But uh, yeah, with, with but, the ice storm and the hurricane. Last thought. 30, I got 30 them. seconds to break. Go So wrap it up quick, John. Well, that's, I'll tell you, that's about as far as I really need to take it. And uh, to quote a pastor friend of mine uh, who gave a story about a guy plowing a field with a mule, uh, every now and again, he had to take a two-before to the mule to get his attention. <laughs> Amen. Thanks for the call, brother. You, you bless my brother and continued success. Okay. Thank you now. All right.
All right. Well, all right, folks. We're going to take our bottom of the hour news break. We will be right back. Tell them, James Brown. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. And uh, we do have open lines. Well, we the uh, previous caller, the line dropped out. So uh, just feel free to call back, 804-454-1366. 804 uh, speaking of man's world, uh, you know, we have a great, great congressman uh, here in the 7th District, Dave Bratt. Uh, I'm very proud to have been among the very, very first. OK, I was I was literally the first person to have Dave Bratt on radio and TV. OK, I do a I do a Comcast uh, TV program every year. And as a matter of fact, it, it's coming up again. Uh, I'll be on every Wednesday night uh, starting October 18th at 730. Okay, so it'll be from October 18th on up through, I think, November 19th. So every Wednesday night, 730 to 830, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man will uh, issue hatchetations uh, for one hour on Comcast. And just like this program, it is a call-in program, so you, you'd be able to call in. But anyway, um, I think it's about six years ago now, uh, I had Dave Bratt on that program, and uh, back then I had him on every week uh, on radio. And folks uh, thought I was crazy uh, for saying that uh, Dave Bratt was going to defeat Eric the Great. Now, that's the nickname I gave Eric Cantor, Eric the Great. <laughs> Dave Brett uh, went after him like David in the Bible <laughs> and the, uh, you know, giants do fall. I mean, this was the second most powerful Republican in the nation. Uh, you know, folks thought he was untouchable. OK, but, you know, it was it, to me, it was simple mathematical equation. And, you know, these things really, if you take the word impossible out of your vocabulary, there are a lot of things you can figure out how to do a lot of things. Okay. And, uh, you just, you know, <clears throat> you just have to think and, and it helps if you're a Christian, because as a Christian, you say, well, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And, and you just, the, 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 the positive thinking is, is there, particularly if you are a Christian that tries to apply Christian principles. Okay, now if you're just a Christian that just fills the pew, uh, you know, maybe you have a position or somewhere and it looks good if you go to church. Okay, fine, it looks good. But to have a personal relationship with God or to have an absence of that personal relationship, uh, only you know that. Okay, only you. That's between you and God. But the evidence of it is made manifest in your life. Okay. So remember that. But anyway, I'm off subject a little bit. I'm talking about, you know, real men, a man's world and, and Dave Brat. 
And uh, I just want to say that um, Dave deserves a lot of kudos, a member of the Freedom Caucus, and it's only about 50 of them. And they have to fight. Not only do they have to fight the Democrats, they have to fight the, the, uh, the grand old Republicans, the low-fat Republicans, the uh, Republicans in name only, whatever label you want to put on these people. These people uh, are, are people who have not heeded the most oft-repeated phrase in God's holy word, the Bible. And that most oft-repeated phrase is fear not. Fear not. Now, why would fear not be the most oft-repeated phrase in the Bible? Apparently, God sees his creation as being full of fear, okay? <laughs> and if you're not full of God's Holy Spirit, you too are full of fear, whether you might want to acknowledge it or not. But these are people that are full of fear. And so as a result, and this is how you have a center-right state like Virginia, 72% actually in Virginia, according to, um, oh gosh, it's, um, I'm getting brain freeze, the, the uh, Jefferson Journal, okay? The, uh, oh, actually, it's the, Jeff the, the Jefferson Institute. Uh, it's their poll that uh, says, uh, according to people self-reporting uh, here in the state of Virginia, that as center of right, right of center, 72% in Virginia, 70% across the nation. And yet you have, you have the top five, you know, all three statewide office holders and both senators are Democrats. Why? Fear, fear. And Dave is not full of fear. Dave is a seminary graduate. Dave is uh, an economist. He's the only economist in Congress. I'm not sure if he's the only seminary graduate or not. But certainly that's a very, very potent, very potent combination, okay, to be a seminarian and an economist, okay? So anyway, I say that to say this. If you'd like to uh, get a chance to meet Dave Brat, uh, shake his hand, chat with him, uh, he's having an event Tuesday, October 17th, 6 to 8 p.m. It's October Brat Fest. OK. <laughs> and um, and he will have the full uh, top of the ticket uh, there. Uh, Gillespie, Vogel and Adams. Now, I'll be there and I will look. I'm going to just be the gentleman that I am. I'm going to invite them again to come on this program and speak to this audience. OK. Now, through the primary season, they opted not to come. And see, the thing about it is that I am a Republican, okay, in spite of the fact that I beat up on the Republican leadership and I call them low-fat Republicans, you know, zero grams common sense, zero grams ability to think outside of the box, you know, zero grams this, that, and other, fill in the blank of what you think they lack, Low, and hence the name low-fat Republicans, okay, but. Once the primary is over, I'm supporting the Republican, okay? Now, you the four years ago, they did not give that courtesy to Ken Cuccinelli. And I don't believe in uh, the, the payback theory. I just don't believe in it, okay? The wicked can engage in that, but a, a godly man has to have the capacity to forgive 
and, and get past things. That is the very essence of being a Christian. The very essence, okay, is the fact that we gain eternity through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and not by our own merits. That is its essence, okay? Now, what I've been trying to do for years is get Republicans to practice Christianity on each other, okay? And, you know, in election season, they're all holy, okay? All of them. They're all going to church, kissing babies. They're in favor of um, any kind of a, a amendment to the Constitution to protect life, protect marriage, protect anything that you hold sacred, the Second Amendment, whatever. They're against abortion. They're against gun grabbers. But that's during election season, okay? And that's them saying it with their lips. But you, dear audience, can use a thing called discernment, and you can decide for yourself, do these people really believe the things that they say, or are they just saying what they think I need to hear in order to vote for them, donate to them, make phone calls for them, knock on doors for them, okay? Because remember now, every election season after the election is over, the number first thing they do is tell the Christians, y'all need to go somewhere and shut up, okay? Do that in your prayer closet. You know, we need separation of church and state, okay? And um, folks, the simple fact of the matter is the primary is over, and I am not going to uh, endorse any Democrat, not ever. I would not endorse, I would not endorse a Democrat for dog catcher. But four years ago, you had Bill Bowling endorse Terry McAuliffe. You had uh, former Senator uh, John Warner endorsed Terry McAuliffe. And you had, there were several others. There were several very prominent Republicans that they, they, they did their best to shoot down the top two men on the ticket. And they thought they could get Obenshane through as attorney general so that he could be the man running for governor this go round. Okay. And which is the most stupid thing you can do because you're trying to get the third man on a three man ticket elected. That, that will never work. The best way, the best thing they could have done for Mark Obenshane was to push Ken Cuccinelli and EW Jackson and the, 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 the coattail effect. That's how you get all three of them. Okay. Not shoot the first two down and, and, and think you're going to get the third guy in. And the differential, uh, Open Shane did get more votes than Cuccinelli and Jackson. So it worked a little teeny bit. But the, to the degree that it worked, that shows you how small the coalition of people is that thought that that was a good idea. It was a horrible idea. A horrible idea. But. I'm willing to let bygones be bygones, folks, okay? And, you know, you've got, I mean, you even had a group called uh, Republicans for uh, Ralph Northam. This is back when he ran for lieutenant governor. And now these same people are lamenting the fact that we have Ralph Northam as governor, okay? It, it just doesn't make sense. How can you call yourself a Republican? You go in the people that are your, your audience, the people that donate to you, that support you. You go on exactly 100% opposite these people. 
And then Ralph Northam, he's in favor of killing babies. He's in favor of sanctuary cities. And you, as a Republican, helped get the man elected four years ago, which gives him an advantage this time. Okay, so we, we and that's a long way of saying that even though Ed Gillespie, Jill Vogel, and John Adams refuse to come on this program, I'm not, you know, I mean, as a Christian, Jesus was being crucified, and what did he say? He didn't say, yeah, get him, Father. Did he? No, he did not. He said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. And certainly, certainly, it is not in dispute that Ed Gillespie, Jill Vogel, and John Adams know not what they do when they refuse to come on a program of a guy who's been a 20-some-year veteran of Republican politics, 10 years on radio, 6 years on TV, have written innumerable articles, and has never, ever, ever, not one time, not one time, have I ever, in a general election, attacked a Republican and in favor of the Democrat. And there are many, many low-fat Republicans who cannot say the same. I mean, can you imagine that, a group called Republicans for Ralph Northam? Imagine, let, let, rap, let that sink in for a second. Just let the, Now, when have you ever heard in Virginia a group called Democrats for, you know, and fill in the blank, okay? Democrats for Ed Gillespie. Democrats for Ken Cuccinelli. Democrats for E.W. Jackson. Democrats for Jill Vogel. Democrats for John Adams, okay? Democrat, Democrats for Mark Obenshane. Never, never. Democrats don't get down like that. The coalition of evil sticks together, okay? Remember now, in their coalition, you have the Muslim fundamentalists who will kill homosexuals. And all we're going to do is preach the word of God to them and pray for them and love them as our brothers and sisters in Christ and want them to come back to sanity. That's all we're going to do. We are not going to kill them. But in that coalition, the homosexuals and the Muslim fundamentalists, they vote in a block and they don't attack each other. Okay? The ISIS claimed responsibility for Paddock, the Las Vegas shooter. And within 12 hours, the Democrats were racing to the microphone. Oh, no, there's no evidence uh, that this that the Muslims have turned him. Oh, no, no evidence. How do you know there's no evidence? It's been 12 hours. Well, anyway, we're going to take a break, and I'm going to ask you to go to davebrett.com slash octobratfest. Uh, the, the admission is uh, $25, and... Uh, $35, you, you get a limited edition glass to go along with it, and you could uh, donate a little more, $100 as a friend, $250 as a patriot. But it's, uh, it's at the Kindred Spirit Brewing 
which is uh, West Creek Parkway in Goochland, okay, Tuesday, October 17th, uh, 6 to 8 p.m. We're a little bit long on this segment, and uh, but Dave Bratt is such a good uh, such a good friend and such a great congressman. Uh, you know, I wanted to take a little time to let you all know about that. And now listen to my giving ad and understand that we are going to expand this program to include a Sunday replay from 9 to 11 every Sunday. It costs money. And so open your hearts and open your wallets. We'll be right back. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, TheFirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Tell him, Aretha. Now you see why the Hatchet Man is a is a talk show host and not a singer. <laughs> Welcome back to the program, Virginia. I just love that song, and that's really what we're talking about, folks. We are talking about freedom and uh, who is the author of your freedom, and uh, and of course, uh, in my mind, uh, as in uh, the minds of many who would be what I would call the Christian conservative, constitutional, capitalistic coalition, our, our freedom uh, is exactly what our founding fathers said that it was, a gift from God, okay? And so the founders were so humble that they did not think themselves to even possess the power to give you any freedom, okay? Uh, their position, like my position, is that God gives freedom because at the moment you are conceived, you are free, okay? 
And uh, now, of course, the Democrat Party position is the same as the Communist Party position. It's the same as the fascists, the Nazis, the socialists, the Muslims, okay? The word Islam means to submit. It has nothing to do with freedom, okay? Salam means peace. Islam means submit, okay? To submit is the opposite of being free, okay? Jesus Christ does not want slaves. He wants willing followers, okay? And so that's the key difference uh, there. And, um, you know, and all apologies, if you are a, uh, a Muslim who does not understand that or if you uh, don't accept that, uh, feel free to call. 804-454-1366 is the number. Again, we take all calls. We don't, uh, we don't screen, and, and I don't run from any caller. You can be an atheist, a communist, a Muslim. Uh, you can be a homosexual. I don't care. You could be a combination. I don't care, okay? We will take the call. But um, I'll warn you, you better pack your lunch, okay? And I don't mean tofu and celery. I mean a thick burger, okay? <laughs> Pack a lunch. <laughs> anyway, 804-454-1366 is the number, 804-454-1366. And, uh, you know, we're going to get back on our primary subject, and uh, we're, we're going to be a little short. We, we only have about five minutes left in the, this, the first hour of the program. But, um, you know, the media, as always, they, they're getting it wrong. And, and in, in this particular case, I don't think they meant to get it wrong. They just got it wrong, okay? So uh, I talked in the uh, first half hour in the opening, actually, that this, uh, the uh, 58 killed, as horrific as it was, uh, and, and the 500 that were injured, that in uh, 1921 in Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, the Democrat Party organized a killing uh, where 300 were killed and 800 were hospitalized, okay? And um, they even um, dropped a, uh, balls of turpentine from, from airplanes onto the rooftops of, uh, of uh, again, this was envy over the success of black Republicans, okay? Black, and, and, and make no mistake, these were Republicans and Democrats. Just like with the Ku Klux Klan, again, the military wing of the Democrat Party, that's what the Ku Klux Klan was. All right, just like Antifa in, is the uh, military wing of the Democrat Party today. And I think uh, that there is a, a sneaky, hidden desire for the... Muslims that they are locating in all these, for the most part, they're locating them in white communities all over this nation. Okay, quite often, over the either without the knowledge of or over the objection of Republican governors. Okay, to they just they sneak these people in and they put them in places where there's there's not a fit, and then they never bring. Groups of Christians, they always bring groups of Muslims, okay? And again, if you are a, a cultural Muslim that you're not reading your holy book and, 
ready to go uh, beat women or kill infidels or lie, cheat, steal, or do any of these uh, things that Muhammad says you can do. If you just, you're a cultural Muslim, and the only reason you're a Muslim is because that's all you know because you were born into it. And, um, you know, and, and you you are a, a person that's been here a while and you've acculturated yourself to being an American, then obviously I'm not talking about you. But when you do the math, okay, and again, I'm one that I engage as often as possible in mathematical thinking. I try to reduce things, and this doesn't lend itself to every type of analysis, but there are many analyses where you can reduce it to a math equation, okay? And so if you're talking uh, the percentages of Muslims that are violent, the percentages that want Sharia, the percentages that want exact what the Quran says to dominate the entire world, and make no mistake, that is what it says, okay? That Islam will dominate the entire world and everything that moves towards that goal is fair play. Everything, okay? Unlike in Christianity, basically, you share the gospel and people are free to accept it or reject it. There is no such freedom in Islam. No such freedom. You're not free to accept or reject, okay? There is a death penalty for what they call apostasy. A death penalty. I've interviewed people right here on this radio program uh, over whom there is a death penalty for apostasy. And so I know of which I speak, okay? And, uh, and, I'm, and another thing about it, there is never a challenge, never a challenge, okay? Nor do I expect one, but I have to throw it out there as a possibility. We're going to take our top-of-the-hour break, and uh, when we come back, uh, we will get back on our subject and we will get into a little of the analysis of the uh, background, particularly the work background of the shooter in Las Vegas, as well as the political leanings of many, many, many mass killers throughout American history. Don't go away. Where is the best news and talk? AM 820, WNTW Chester is the answer. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio Program, The Really Real Deal. And, uh, folks, we're talking about the uh, horrific shooting uh, that occurred out in Las Vegas, and we're giving you analysis that you will not get anywhere else. And, uh, and, and many of you who are longtime listeners have come to expect analysis that you get nowhere else because that's uh, what we specialize in, uh, analysis that you get nowhere else, okay? Um, so it's like here we go again, but 
Now, before the break, I promised you that we would um, share with you uh, some of the things that you find when you look at the history of uh, these type of shootings. Now, uh, first thing off the top, the uh, the claim that it's the worst ever, uh, no. Okay, again, we, we talked about Tulsa, 300 people. Uh, Elaine, Arkansas, uh, in 1919, okay, um, there was uh, the sheriff of Phillips County, again, white Democrat, all right, white Democrat, um, heard of a rumored quote-unquote insurrection. Now, this is 1919. Slavery is over. How can there be an insurrection, okay? But they killed hundreds of people. All right. Hundreds. And, um, you know, and there there were uh, there were other killings. OK. And again, uh, you you, um, you you have uh, killings out in the uh, Rocky Mountains where natives were killed uh, with the idea of manifest destiny. And again, uh, this is from uh, the Democrat Party. OK. Andrew Jackson. The, uh, the 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 founder of the modern Democrat Party. All right, so you you find this, and people don't like these type of labels applied to things so horrific. Okay, even though the evidence is right there staring you in the face, people still don't like it. The uh, one of the most outrageous outrageously simple and easy to understand ones was the killer that shot up the Republican baseball practice. And I was, I was happy to see uh, Steve Scalise is, is up and uh, up and about, but imagine had Steve Scalise not been there and by him being a member of the Republican leadership, he had armed security. The rest of them had no armed security. I say they all need armed security, and particularly where there's a gathering like a, a baseball practice. They have to start having armed security. security. But what does this uh, goofball Boy Scout, uh, leader of the Congress, Republican Paul Ryan, what does he have to say about it? Oh, well, today we're all, we're not Republicans and Democrats. We are just congressmen. And it wasn't Republicans that were under assault. It was Congress under assault. I mean, this guy, this guy asked, is this the Republican practice or the Democrat practice? This guy was seeking Republicans, all right? This guy was... Um, you know, a crazy guy that literally worked for Democrats. And, and folks, you can find uh, situations like this uh, maybe not so blatant and easy to see as the one where they shot up uh, Congress. But had Scalise not been there, those guys would have been in a dugout, and it would have been like shooting fish in a barrel, just like this case in Las Vegas was. A guy high up shooting out of a window down on a, a vineyard, like an open courtyard, okay, and it's like shooting fish in a barrel. And it would have been just as horrific. Uh, this guy was locked and loaded. He would have been able to kill every last one of them were it not for armed security. 
okay? And no one blew a whistle. No one said, my dear friend across the aisle, that's not nice. Would you please put your gun down? No. Fire was returned, and the man was killed. Period. End of statement. Okay? And so that's how you have to deal with situations like this. These things, they're really, a lot of these things are so simple to solve. MS-13, easy problem to solve. Kill a bunch of them. They'll stop coming. ISIS, easy problem to solve. They have no Navy, no Air Force, okay? You, you see them, uh, you see their videos, what do they have? A bunch of Toyota trucks with big guns mounted in the back of a pickup truck. Give me a break. Guns mounted in pickup trucks. There have been cases where they've paraded in some kind of victory parade with a long line. I mean, if I can see this on YouTube, you're going to tell me the American government can't see it and send a bomb over there and blow them all up? I mean, folks, when are we going to wake up, okay? This is one of the 18... uh, delegated responsibilities of the federal government. They are called the enumerated powers. There are only 18 of them, okay? Telling the teachers that teach your children that they are neither boy nor girl and can use whatever bathroom or locker room they please is not listed among the 18 enumerated powers. And we have a government that is involved in everything except what it's supposed to be involved in, everything. And so this, this is the actual definition of despotism. And it harkens back, there are many people that claim that the entire purpose of government is that, now I don't agree with it, but there's a, you know, as in any lie, there's a kernel of truth in it, though. And you, I'll share it with you, and you'll see the kernel of truth in it. Okay, they say that um, government had its beginnings in roving bands of gangs that went from place to place to steal and plunder. And they would they would kill so many people until those that were left over would submit to them. And then they would those that were left, they would plunder them until there was no more plunder. And then they move on to another little town. Well, that. That's not the beginning of government. So what they say is that these people figured out, well, why don't we just stay here and plunder them forever? (laughs) Okay. And uh, really what that is is in order for there to be an accumulation of wealth in a population, you had to already have a form of government there. I don't care if it was just something as basic as a clan or an extended family. That is a form of government. All right. And so what you had was, Government established by God, and Satan comes in and takes over. And so the uh, what we are seeing with all this uh, wickedness in government is the latter, not the former. Okay, and so this was this this evil and this wickedness. This was not the beginning of government, but this is what government morphed into because there were not a thing called watchmen on the wall. And again, so you cannot get away from the word of God in all of this. You just can't get away from it. And so, but anyway, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this government, 
Uh, what's what happened? Uh, do you believe the government as far as uh, what happened out in Las Vegas? Do you think the government was right to come out and in less than a day, I think it was about 12 hours, to rule out that the uh, to say ISIS was making an, making up a lie when they claimed that he was the shooter was one of their soldiers. You, you're just going to rule that out, okay? And um, you know the number here is eight zero four four five four one three six six. We're going to take our court after the hour break. Eight zero four four five four one three six six. A man and his microphone, brother Craig. Listen as your day unfolds, challenge what the future holds, try and keep your head up to the sky. Lovers, they may cause you tears, go ahead, release your fears, stand up and be counted, don't be shamed to cry. You gotta be, you gotta be bad, you gotta be bold, you gotta be wiser. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, TheFirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, here. 804-454-1366 is the number. 804-454-1366. Back on our subject now. When we, uh, we're not going to stay on this all day, folks. I'm going to share a great, great movie, uh, Mully, a movie that Mrs. Hatchet and I went to see. And uh, unfortunately, it was only on a three-day limited release. And it was the third, fourth, and fifth of this month, uh, but I want to share it with you anyway. I'm sure that um, if the uh, numbers were uh, a success in the limited release, that uh, perhaps there will be a, a more generalized release of the movie, but uh, that'll be a little something uh, good that we can close out the program with. But for now, I, I want to get back on um, giving you better and more complete information. And again, you know, we, we have a government folks 
that, uh, I mean, they're still going after Trump with no evidence of any Russian collusion, none, none whatsoever. But there is evidence of Russian collusion as far as Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. All right. The, both of them had to approve both of their people. See, this, this is the thing. You know, if you're going to be a critic, you have to get it right. Now, I, no one critiques as hard as I critique, but I have my facts straight, okay? I, I check and I double check, okay? As a matter of fact, I, one of the things I have up here is a Snopes thing that's trying to debunk the idea that um, a lot of the uh, mass killers are, are Democrats, and their debunking leaves a lot to be desired, but I'll check out what the other side has to say. Okay, I you know I don't just take these things by blind faith that because I read it somewhere that is true. But you know the 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 thing with this thing with Hillary is is true with Hillary and the um twenty five percent of America's uranium capacity now owned by a Russian conglomerate. That's true. But Hillary was Secretary of State when it happened. Obama was president. Are you going to tell me that something that big does not reach the president? That's just, okay, I mean, I'm, you're Secretary of State, run with it. Really? Really? <laughs> I mean, and it's just, I mean, because the man has brown skin, Republicans are so full of fear to critique the man. All right? And I, now I call that racism. I really do, because if Obama was a white man, then there'd be a whole, there would have been for eight years, as a matter of fact, if he was a white man, he never would have been president, okay? Because he would have been attacked the way they attack anyone else, okay? But because the man has brown skin, there's all this fear that, oh, you, you're attacking all blacks. Really? You attack Hillary, you're attacking all uh, women, I mean, so, you know, had she won, then eight years down the road, they run a Hispanic. Oh, can't attack the Hispanic because you're attacking all Hispanics. I mean, give me a break, okay? In the Republican Party, people attack each other all the time. And, the, I mean, white people attack each other all the time. And sometimes it's founded, sometimes it's unfounded. And the thing to do is to deal with the issue, not what tribe you belong to. But until Christians, in particular Christians, because we, see, we Christians, we have the word of God that gives us instruction to not be full of fear. So where's our excuse? Where's our excuse? You know, the low-fat Republicans sitting up there keeping the pew warm because it looks good, okay? Now, so you can see why he's full of fear. But if you're a Christian, you're not supposed to be full of fear, Okay. And as a matter of fact, if you have confidence of your convictions, if you study, and, you know, if, if you just don't take these things lightly and educate yourself, that will bring you with a, a certain level of confidence so that you can articulate your ideas with clarity and more people will get on board with it. I mean, there's not, it has to be frustrating to speak the truth and to see a lie come behind and just wipe the truth away, okay? I mean, you, you have to be like Moses. Moses had a staff, and Pharaoh had a staff. Pharaoh's magicians 
staff turned into a snake. And after the magician cast his, then Moses cast the truth. And the truth jumped up and ate the lie. And so if you're unwilling to cast, how can the lie get eaten up? You just, oh, well, you know, so if, if Pharaoh's magician, and he would have had brown skin now because this is Egypt, okay? So they, they everybody had brown skin. So, I mean, you know, there were no white people around to build the pyramids for the poor, uneducated, little black, brown slave. It just wasn't like that, okay? So you didn't, you didn't have all this silliness, okay? You just had, can you do the job or are you uh, not yet able or uh, totally incapable of doing the job, period, end of statement. There wasn't all this group think, oh, you know, you're a member of this group, or you can't do it. That, that just, it's, it's, it's just ridiculous, folks. And it's this type of thinking that causes these low-fat Republicans to be overly cautious. And this is why, I'm going to tell you the truth, this is why Ted Cruz did not defeat Donald Trump. I had access to, not to Ted himself, but to some some people close to Ted. I told him, Ted, I'm with you, but I'm telling you, man, if you do not get tough and stop with this Boy Scout routine and and laughing off everything Donald Trump says is like it's a joke, I'm telling you, Donald Trump is going to become our next president. And that is what happened. That is exactly what happened. And now I'm not a never Trumper, never have been. Um, you know, when it was apparent to me that Trump was going to win, I was on the Trump train because at that point you only had two options, Trump or Hillary. Okay. And I'm never, ever, ever going to be like one of these people that formed the group um, Republicans for Ralph Northam. I'm never, never going to be like that. I mean, that's a joke. That is a joke. Okay, and these types of people need to be kicked out of the Republican Party. And and to my knowledge, the Republican Party, I don't know about nationwide, but here in Virginia, Will Sessions was not kicked out. Bill Bowling was not kicked out. The joker that formed the group um, Republicans for Ralph Northam was not kicked out. Um, Senator Warner was not kicked out. How can you be a Republican? and endorse a Democrat, and the, the party exercises no discipline over you. How can that happen? You cannot win a war like that, and we have to start viewing this as a war. And I'm sorry for all you uh, Republicans that still are under some illusion that the Democrats are your friend across the aisle. Now, maybe... You're like me. I have some personal friends who are Democrats, and 99% of my family are Democrats, and I love them. I love my family. I love my friends, okay? Fine and dandy. But when it comes to politics, okay, if you are, if you take a position and you say you are a part of a party, which is a coalition, which is a type of contract, okay? It's, it's sort of like being in the military and you're a Bo Bergdahl, okay? And you go over to the enemy. A few generations ago, Bo Bergdahl 
would have been lined up in front of a brick wall and 12 soldiers would have stood in front of him and 11 of them would have had a bullet in their gun and one of them would, would, would have a blank and he would be dead. But that's not the case now, okay? And so this is what is going to have to become the case again if we are to survive as a nation, okay? If we Because every four generations, folks, I've been saying it for years, Revolutionary War, four generations later. Civil War, four generations later. World War II, four generations later. It's right now, okay? And so just like in World War II, for example, uh, we had to fight uh, three uh, industrialized enemies. This, this was not uh, Vietnam or Grenada or Kuwait, okay? This was, this was Germany, Japan, and Italy, okay? And we had to fight and defeat all three of them. And so it was serious business, okay? And so when folks like the Rosenbergs come along and give the nuclear bomb to Russia, they get put to death, and that's how you win wars. You fight the war seriously. And so here we have Islam, we have Russia, we have China. Trump doing all this barking at North Korea and, and oh, well, China needs to do something to rein North Korea in. Really? Last time I checked, China and North Korea have a mutual defense pact just like we have with Israel, just like we have with NATO. An attack on one is an attack on all. And so, but no one is willing to say that. We just go along with the kabuki theater of Trump tweeting about North Korea, knowing full well that it's really China. And North Korea is the pit bull. And so we have to take seriously these threats from China, from radical Islam, and from Russia. We're going to take our bottom of the hour break. And when we come back, it's 804-454-1366. 804-454-1366. Welcome back to the program, Virginia, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio Program, The Really Real Deal. Yeah, and I was just listening to that news report of the gun grabbers coming out of the uh, closet. And, uh, you know, it, and it's I find it amazing, folks. We can't get uh, – is, is every preacher in America Reverend Chickenfoot? I mean, where are the bold preachers? Jesus Christ, you can read it in the 22nd chapter of Luke, okay? Jesus Christ said, but now if you have a purse, take it, and also a bag. And if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak, sell your cloak, and buy one. That's Jesus. Sell something and purchase a weapon. Now, later in that same chapter, he does give a warning. 
he who lives by the sword also dies by the sword. So he's not telling you like Muhammad, you know, you need a sword so you can just go out here and live by the sword. But he's telling you, you have to have a weapon, okay? You have to have a weapon. That is from the Lord of the Worlds, okay? And so the, this Democrat Party that at their last convention voted God off the island, I don't want to hear them try to get holy and righteous to me, okay? Because even though the, the leader of the Democrat Party went in front of those tens of thousands of people and they banged their gavel and they said the amendment passes, we're going to add a mention of God to our platform, the cascade of boos that came down upon them when they did a voice vote. Clearly, the voice vote was in the negative. But they have to put this front up as though they are righteous people because the Democrat Party cannot let the secret out of the bag. I don't even know why it's a secret. The only reason it is a secret is because of the Republican Party. They will not tell this open and obvious truth a truth that active members, activist members of the Democrat Party know full well this is true, that they are anti-God, they are a member of the coalition of evil. They know it, they voted on it, and when the lie came out, they booed it, okay? And so why will the Republicans not take this and run with it? I don't know, okay? But I do know we have Remy from Philly, uh, and Remy, uh, you want to talk about Trump and China? And uh, look, am I accurate to call Philadelphia? You know, I call it Philadelphia. <laughs> yes, you are very accurate, sir. <laughs> Capital letter bold print. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's a sad thing. You know, my heart goes out to the 58 people and the 500 wounded. But, you know, these same uh, Democrat gun grabbers, they say nothing about the murder and mayhem in these black Democrat-controlled enclaves like Philadelphia, like Detroit, like Chicago, like uh, New Orleans, like um, Oakland, California, and you just name—you can literally name the top 30 cities uh, and 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 there and overlay a map of uh, political power and overlay a crime map, and the maps will match up. Am I exaggerating? No, you're not. Not yeah. at all. Yeah. Not yeah. at all. Yeah, it, and it's, the, go, go ahead. Please. I was just saying, one of the reasons that made me call was because I was listening to you, and you mentioned the generations, and this is the fourth generation, and you mentioned war. Yes. Now, it, I believe war, but I also believe that we are in the life and times of Revelation, yes. the book of Revelation, because we are doing everything, just about everything, but what God wants us to do. That's my first point. My second point I wanted to make now, is can that, I, can I quote please, a Can I quote a scripture please, to back you up please, what you just said? Please, I beg you to. For I this, went brain surgery, so I can't remember it. This is 2 Timothy chapter 3. For this Thank know you. also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, 
despisers of those that are good. And I could go on and on, but, <laughs> you know, this this audience gets it. Now, are you calling from Philly? No, I am actually in North Carolina, but I live in Philadelphia. Oh, so you're calling from North Carolina. Uh, well, actually, I'm in Virginia, probably about 15 minutes from the state line. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Now, are you listening on 97.7 or 820 a.m.? 820 a.m. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, that's good that our signal, uh, you know, goes all the way because I tell folks the signal goes all the way uh, slightly into North Carolina. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So that's that's good. I was wondering if you were listening online. But, uh, yeah. But, but go ahead with your other point. My other point I wanted to make is, you know, it's funny, before um, the November election, I said, if Trump gets into office, I think that's a sign from God that we need to come together. Yes. He's been sending us many signs. But now with our president doing the things that he's doing, it's time for us to come together. How else are we going to be able to change things? It's amazing. Real quick, um, in President Obama's two elections, I worked both of his elections. I spoke to many people in Philadelphia, and it was sad because too many people told me there's no need to vote because that's politics. There's nothing we can do. Mm-hmm. And I tried to explain to them that there's too much you can do. If you have problems, if you are bothered with something, reach out to your senators. Yeah, now, did you you vote? No, I I don't mean to interrupt you, but just want to move it along. Did you vote for or against Obama? Because I work work both his elections, and I work like a dog against him. (laughs) Okay. No, I, I, I did vote for him. Why? Why did I vote for him? Do your, um, in other words, short. Do your values line up with his values? Do you do you balance your checkbook? Well, you you got to pay attention to that. When you balance your checkbook, you're going to have you're going to have falls and you're going to and you're going to rise. I mean, right. it's, it's difficult to balance it. But you so, you work every day. No, I don't, sir. I'm retired. You retire. Well, I mean, you've earned that right, okay? But in in other words, what I, I, you know, I'm always talking about the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition, and I am convinced that there are a lot of Democrat voters that are a natural part of that coalition. And part of my proof is that we have referendum, uh, referenda, rather, uh, from time to time where an issue is on the ballot, and you don't have some goofball Republican that can't articulate up against some smooth, crafty Democrat who's good at good with words. You just have an issue. And so whenever there's an issue, the conservative side, nine times out of ten, wins. And in Virginia, we had the marriage amendment, which won 58%. And we had the property rights amendment, 75%, which means every Republican voted yes, and half the Democrats voted yes. And you had the Democrat Party out there handing out sample ballots, telling people to vote against 
both of them. But when you take the uh, the label of the party away, and you look at as as liberal as California is is thought to be, uh, in California, every time there's a ballot initiative having to do with taxes or marriage or homosexuality, what ends up happening? The conservative position wins the referendum, but yet and still a Republican can't win a seat in California. That's an inability to articulate. Now, am I missing something here? No, you're not. And this, no. is, this is my message to Republicans, that you guys need to learn how to articulate. You need to understand, first of all, a lot of Republicans don't even know when you say conservative, what are you conserving? You know, and I'm trying to tell exactly. these knuckleheads, you are conserving the idea that God is the author of our freedom, not our fellow man. And once you start there, that there's only two forms of government. One says you're born free. The other says your rights or whatever the people in power say they are. Where do you come down on that? Do would you rather have God say you are born free or Barack Obama or, or Donald Trump or Bill Clinton or George Bush determine your freedom? No question. You got to put God first. No question. Well, then you're, no a, question. Natural, you're a natural Republican. <laughs> I'm a Republican? Yes, you are. Based on what you believe you're a Republican, not based on what I believe or, or what uh, Donald Trump believes, what you believe, you are a Republican. If, let me ask, if you're telling okay. me the truth. I am telling you the truth, but you just raised a very important question. If you put God first, right? Yes. And if I put God first and that makes me a Republican, why would I want to go against or have a bill that... Um, is damaging or that, yeah, that's damaging to God's children. From my understanding, we're all God's children, whether you're gay, whether you're okay. white, whether so you're name, whether you're name the bill, Puerto Rican. Name the bill that you think goes against God's children that Republicans would champion and that and that Democrats would be on God on the side that God would want us to be on. Name name oh. the issue. Just one. For, for, for the... Um, for the bathrooms, the transgender Well, bathrooms. I, that, that, oh, my goodness. The Bible is full of admonitions against homosexuality. And, I mean, and, they, and also uh, God created male and female, created he them. And, and, and what the left wants to do is destroy the whole idea of male and female, destroy the whole idea of creation by God, and destroy the whole idea of that there's anything called marriage, okay? And this this is what this is all about, because if you notice, all these lawsuits that they file, they all hinge around marriage. They never file a lawsuit on the auto mechanic who says, oh, you know, I ain't fixing the car no homosexual. You know, it's, it's never, because people don't care about that. And even the baker, she had been selling this homosexual couple cookies and cakes and pies for years, and she considered them friends. She just did not want to participate in something that she disagreed with. And even when someone came to her and wanted a cake that celebrated their divorce, 
The same woman said, no, I'm sorry. You can buy a cake and you can decorate and celebrate your divorce, but I don't believe in divorce. So I am not going to decorate your cake to celebrate your divorce. You do that. Now, but that person didn't file a lawsuit, okay? And so what these people are doing is they are pulling on your desire to be a fair person, and they're making you think it's about fairness and equality. The real truth of the matter is if you dig deeper, okay, you uh, read the Homosexual Manifesto that was written by a homosexual in 1987, and in their own words, they say what the end game is, and it all has to do with taking God off the throne and putting Satan. Because what did Satan say when he uh, got kicked out of heaven? What did he say? He said, I'll be back one day. I'm going to take this camp over. Did he? And he's trying now. Okay. <laughs> and one of the ways he's trying is through things that they make you and up people good, kind-hearted people, they make you think it's about loving and caring. But the Bible also says a man that will not correct his son does not love his son. And so how many parents out here, they say with their lips and, and I probably believe in their hearts that they love their children, but they don't offer their children any correction. They let the children Way run wild. Well, this Way is too many. Well, this is the same thing with homosexuals. If you love a homosexual, if my son was a homosexual, I would not be like Vice President Cheney and change my position. I would seek to change my son. Okay. Well, if you don't mind, I'd like to make one more statement, and that is after okay. listening to you, after listening to you, when I reach my destination. I want to pray. I'm going to talk to God a little more because he just has it instilled in me that we are all his children. We None are. None of us are perfect. And when it comes to judgment day, that's when you, you, you will find out if you're going to heaven or if you're going to hell. But if you but, can change someone that's on the road to hell, but if you're going to change them, you got to do that while they're alive, my friend, okay? Because on Judgment Day, it's too late, okay? I got to go because I got another call on the line. <laughs> Look, it's been great. I hope you continue to call. I will. I'm going to lock this number in. Thank you. Have a blessed one. Thank you. You too. God bless you. All right. And we're going to say hi to Larry, who's manning our western outpost. We got the southern outpost. Now we got the Louisa County Western Outpost. How you doing, buddy? Everything's clear here, Brother Craig, and I have a question for you. And I have an answer, my friend. What's up? You have been involved, you said, with Republican gubernatorial candidates for about 20 years now. Since my first campaign was Governor Gilmore. So How, that's, let me, that's, yeah, so long, let me ask, that's longer than 20 years. Okay. So now let me ask you this. How has the game plan changed as far as the ground game? Is there still that much of a grassroots? Uh, look, I don't get into the minutia. I'm a, I'm a big idea guy. And by me being okay. in media, you know, my issue is to articulate with clarity what the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition is, what it means, and how it re and how the two party positions line up 
are you a part of that coalition or the coalition of evil? In the coalition of evil, and it's not that the people that vote in a block with the coalition of evil, it's not that they're evil, because again, Larry, the word of God says in the last days that even the elect would be deceived, okay? So now you know the non-elect are going to be, the masses are going to be elite, but even the people that think they're really smart and intellectual and maybe in many ways are uh, highly trained and, and are thinkers, that they will be deceived. And just like, um, you know, a lot of people think that because the Democrat Party uh, says these things uh, of being nice and kind and e having equality, that they really mean it. And really what they're doing, Larry, is that they are trying to deconstruct God's kingdom. And since the United States of America is the nation that uh, most closely conforms, because remember now, only America and Israel are founded with a divine theme because the Declaration of Independence doesn't say the king can grant rights, the president can grant rights, the senator can grant rights. Who does it say grants rights, Larry? God Almighty. God Almighty, okay? And so, and when you look at the last two world wars, who came when when the when the atheistic powers of uh of uh Nazism and uh you know and German supremacy um and uh and and and, and the Japanese and in all of this with all this is uh atheistic, who saved the day for the world? The United States of America. United States. Yes, so sir. this go around, they are coming after us first because they feel like, well, if we can just take America out, then there's no one. And Ronald Reagan said it best. If, if who, what, this is the last best hope for humanity. If we don't save humanity, who has the power or the will to do it as far as, you know, human nations? there There is no other nation. America is still the indispensable nation, Larry. You know, so the minutia of the ground game and all that, I leave that to Ed Gillespie and his band of merry men. But um Okay. You know, I you know, I don't <laughs> I don't get into that. I'm an idea guy. And if you go okay. after if you go after the ideas that people hold, then people will vote for you. Okay? But you can have all the ground game you want. But if you cannot convince the voters that Republican principles are rooted in godly principles, and if they think that because the, the uh, Democrats want to give people uh, free this and free that, that that's in line with God's will, then you, you're not going to convince them to vote for you. It's just not going to happen. You know? Yes. Anyway, my brother, I've got to let you go. I want to uh, share a little bit. Uh, did you see the movie Mully? No, sir. Okay. Well, I hope they bring it back. We're going to try real hard to get Charles Mully as a guest on the program. And uh, But listen, my friend, keep calling. I appreciate it. And uh, if you're a member of any group out there in Louisa, it's been a while since I've spoken out there, uh, you know, let them know that the Hatchet Man is still around. I think I've given like six or seven speeches out your way, but uh, it's been a while, maybe a year or so. Well, then you've probably seen Brother John McGuire on the stump then. Okay. All right. God bless you. Take care. All right now.
All right, and uh, we, we're going to skip our last little uh, commercial break, and basically my commercial break encourages you to donate money to keep us on the air, and right now we're expanding uh, to Sundays from 9 to 11. And, it, you know, this radio is not free because freedom is not free. And because I speak God's word infused with uh, politics, uh, for some reason, uh, politicians find that unpalatable and businesses find that unpalatable. And so as a result, uh, there are very, very, very few ads or few people willing to sponsor this program. And, uh, you know, I'm probably the only guy that carries uh, water for the Republican Party as effectively as I do and as long as I have. And I get, uh, other than Dave Brett, uh, no one uh, buys any ads. You know, the Mitt Romney campaign bought an ad, but they uh, it was so close to the election, we ran the ad before the check came, and then the joker never sent the check, okay? And so uh, that, now that was real ugly. And, uh, but anyway, folks, uh, so we do, um, well, I can't, honestly, I can't say we depend on your donations uh, because, uh, you know, for the most part, we're, we're self-funded, but we are expanding. We would like to have some donations to go along with uh, what we do ourselves. And, uh, I, and, and you make your checks out to the First Amendment, Inc., and the address is 8659 Staples Mill Road. 8659 Staples Mill Road. 8659 Staples Mill Road. The zip code is 23228. 23228. And you make your check out to the First Amendment Inc.com. Just like in the Constitution, I'm founder and president of the First Amendment Inc. This radio program is the communication arm of the First Amendment Inc. And I'm trying to save freedom for your grandchildren, okay? And, uh, and there are not very many people that understand the way I understand that freedom itself is at risk and that Satan does not want our freedom to be authored by God. Satan wants our freedom to be authored by his minions, okay? And uh, whether they are in uh, the, uh, the Islamic world of force of everything, whether they're the Democrats that want total government, whether it's communism, socialism, and again, these are all a government on steroids, okay? And what we believe is we support the greatest minority of all, and that is the individual, okay? The individual. And in this, the 500th, the year of the 500th anniversary of the, the Christian Protestant Reformation, which was all about you, the individual, having a personal relationship with God and not having to go through the priest and purchase an indulgence or, you know, all these other types of abuses that they had. You didn't have that, okay? You had uh, people were free to preach the gospel. And the, as a matter of fact, the movie Mully that I was telling you about, Mully's transcendence got started by him listening to a sermon, okay? And, and again, the Word of God says that our faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And so this uh, poor, destitute, orphan boy heard a sermon telling him that he could do all things through Christ that strengthens me, and then he decided he was not going to be poor anymore. 
So without so much as a pair of shoes, the man walked to the capital of his nation in Kenya, became a multi-multi-millionaire over the next 15 years, and then gave all that up, sold everything, and started an orphanage, okay? And it's called Mully's Children. And so, it, I mean, it was just a really, really great movie. And uh, you can, uh, now the movie is over. Uh, I'm sure they're going to be selling uh, DVDs and all, but you can still go to the Mully uh, website. You can sponsor a child. You can donate. And uh, you know, I'm telling you, folks, it's very, very worthwhile. I had no idea this type of thing was happening in Kenya. But as always, it was Christians doing it, okay? And so we're going to let that be the last word, folks. We're going to have a replay tomorrow, um, 9 to 11. And other than that, we'll see you right here next week, folks. Same hatchet time, same hatchet station. God bless you, Richmond. Here's the best news and talk. AM 820 WNTW Chester is the answer.